0: so bad that's why you're here to find out we have fought one another for centuries but you can't stop what's coming the end of all things garbage in garbage out Hello, hello, all you gigalos. Welcome to Garbage In, Garbage Out. I'm your host Kelton, and I'm joined as always by my co-host Grift. How's it going, buddy?
1: Uh, it was going a lot better before I uh, was forced to watch this movie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my the the uh, little A team I'm coaching—they won the championship this weekend. Oh hell yeah! Uh, our yeah, it was great. We yeah, crushed like mercy Rule, the other rival crosstown team. <laughs> uh, our, our star pitcher did the baby finger. Meme in the team picture, all all good stuff. Uh, But yeah, then I then I sat down to watch this thing, and oh, yep, there goes the weekend.
0: Yeah. Oh God. This week uh, we are talking about the Antoine Fuqua and Marky Mark collaboration, Infinite. That came out exclusively on Paramount Plus. It is a uh, just a high quality movie through and through, and (laughs) definitely not something that Paramount kind of dumps off because they definitely wanted to bury it as much as they possibly could.
1: Yeah, another fucking streaming service. (laughs) Like, how how many of these do we need? Like, like I I don't know if you're familiar with any. I I I know you're you know well up on the. the corporate machinations that are behind the creation of these it, basically every media company having their own streaming service is there anything in particular we should know about paramount plus and or oh my god how it came about or yeah like, uh, i i well
0: you know i it- Paramount Plus has a long history, weirdly enough. And you know, we we can almost like probably make like a whole like streaming service episode if we wanted to at some point, like on a dead week later on. But for anyone wondering, the long and short of it is that Paramount Plus used to be CBS All Access, and that uh failed as a project, and so then they decided to to reinvent themselves as paramount plus and then push out just an ungodly amount of spongebob content and big brother content like that's kind (laughs) of like what they're they're really going for and then in all of their ads they're trying to show how they have every season of ncis because you know cbs owns all the cop procedural shows and so that's really what they're trying to corner everyone is Trying to make sure that everyone's boomer uh, parents, that they sign up for this fucking app, even though it's antithetical, because the only reason that CBS is popular is because it's what is the uh, default on a lot of people's TVs, and then you can just leave them on all day.
1: Isn't NCIS, like, one of the most popular shows, like, ever made? It is, it is. Like, it's, (laughs) It's like... For, for, like, how the fuck are there there's this many murders in the Navy or, like, Navy crimes or whatever? Like, just completely inscrutable. Well, there's
0: there's NCIS. There's NCIS Los Angeles. There's NCIS New Orleans. And then there's, like, a new <laughs> spinoff that I, like, I can't remember what it is. Yeah. It, uh, <laughs> basically, when CSI was starting to wane, that's when they pumped in all this money into fucking ncis and just like ncis is starting to wane don't worry we have the show fbi and now fbi most wanted and then there's going to be a third fbi show to to come out so it's uh it's a machine that keeps on going on brilliant copaganda through and through
1: Yeah, you you, you got to uh, like respect their ability to combine military and cop (laughs) again.
0: It's it's very rare, you know? It's like, how can we support the military and be pro-cop? Well, what about the cops that exist in the military? The single most hated group, (laughs) probably. (laughs) Uh, But yeah. Yeah, that, that's how it goes. But here we are. We're talking about a uh, TV series that has like 19 seasons and five spinoffs at least. And instead, uh, we could be talking about the brilliant movie that we watched. It's definitely worth talking about. So, kind of <laughs> right up top here, Let, let's get some initial thoughts. What did you think about the movie Grift?
1: Uh, fuck this movie. <laughs> uh, it, <laughs> it was like literally the most generic movie I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, it ba- it basically ripped off every. Se- Single, uh action movie and video game franchise from the past like 20 years like it was like assassin's creed meets the matrix meets wanted yeah meets uh <laughs> like like mission impossible meets fast and the furious but taking none of the originality or flair or style of any of those and just just this um just soul sucking uh, piece of media that I honestly, I was on my phone for most of it. Like it was one of those ones we could just have on in the background and know exactly like where the story beats were going. And, And there was just, yeah, nothing, nothing to pull you into it.
0: I'm pretty sure that someone, you know, could be deaf and dumb and blind Uh, basically just be Helen Keller. Helen Keller could probably still keep up with the story beats of this movie.
1: Yeah, just like, (laughs) instead of... uh... Um, learning how to spell uh, water, she's learning how to, she, she's going honey.
0: Because <laughs>
1: there, there is a scene where someone is like waterboarded with honey. Yeah, yeah. And, and that was that was pretty much the only uh, it, that, that that was the only new thing I saw from this. You know what? Just, we'll, yeah. we'll get
0: into it a little bit later, but uh, I think that this is a waste of a villain performance through and through. Mm. My initial thoughts about this movie is that it is just kind of a. Rabbit hole of stupidity. It it really tries to build out its own unique mythology, but the more it got caught up in its own lore, the more I wanted to take one of those soul-stealing bullets and then just blow my own brains out with it. Like that, that's that's what I was hoping for. I guess I need to explain the premise because not even like YouTubers are really covering this movie none of the big names like if you look up infinite review there's like six people maybe that you maybe have heard of and then it's a whole bunch of nobodies in like the 28 view count tier. You know, like it's it's something that Paramount has buried so much. So in case you're wondering, what is this movie? Uh, we follow a schizophrenic young man who discovers that his hallucinations are actually visions from past lives and stumbles upon a centuries old secret society of similar individuals who call themselves infinites. Some of them, the believers, work towards the betterment of mankind, while others, the nihilists look to end existence as we know it. Uh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that that's uh that's my my basic summary cuz from there it you, you just you just get a basic action movie what you can expect.
1: Yeah, and I mean none of the action is memorable. It's all just like It's all just like uh, Zack Snyder slow mo and Michael Bay explosions,
0: without any Uh, of the panache or talent behind it. No,
1: without without the, the yeah, any of the style of those two auteurs, like.
0: Yeah, it's it, it, fucking brutal. And it's what's strange to me is that the director of this movie is someone who we actually on a past episode have commended in the past. And that's uh, Antoine Fuqua, who he did the King Arthur movie from 2004. He also did Olympus is Fallen, The Magnificent Seven remake, uh, Southpaw, The Equalizer, Trading Day and Shooter. Shooter is actually where he worked with Marky Mark before. And um this is I I you know don't feel bad about saying this. This is his worst movie by far, I think <laughs> it's it's uh it's not exactly a neck and neck race about what his worst movie is, but uh this, this kind of takes the cake here. and I'm shocked because he kind of is able to capture this like dumb fun guy action movie energy a lot of the time and that is completely missing from this film. And I, I did a little bit of research, and we'll, we'll get into it later like we always do. But I wanted to ask you a question here, because uh, as someone now who uh, has watched this movie, um, there are apparently 500 infinites which exist on Earth, Grift. Mm-hmm. Uh, 300 of them are believers and 200 are nihilists. My question to you is, do you think even 500 people have watched this movie?
1: No. I mean, like like you were saying earlier, <laughs> the lack of people covering it, like, we thought that Southland Tales was going to be our big break. I think us, oh, us and yeah. our, like, audience of uh, of, of about 75, uh, I, I think is going to be the, the uh, top-rated piece of media associated <laughs> with this project, including the movie itself. Yeah. Because, like... Yeah, like I mean you could obviously tell that Mark Wahlberg was just here to cash a check just completely wooden performance uh, they had him doing the narration too and like oh my god you know, like, yes. yeah oh my like I mean Mark Wahlberg narration it has worked in the past with like uh, pain and gain which uh, uh underrated classic uh, if you take anything from this episode go watch pain and gain yeah uh, yeah a- ignore this piece of shit uh,
0: <laughs>
1: but yeah just like he was completely phoning it in. And, it, like, the narration was honestly embarrassing. Like, Well, how there's so much just, about just, Marky Mark yeah. that
0: confuses me. Sorry, I don't mean to cut you uh, off here. Oh, no, but, no, go off. But, go I off. mean, Mark Wahlberg is, of course, the main actor, but he's also the lead producer of the film. And so he, he's invested in this movie financially. And so he has his production team behind it. He's working with people who also did like the Maze Runner movies and then also the Transformers movies. And they're able to try and make like what is going to be a big action sci-fi adventure kind of a film. Right. And the big thing that we're expected to believe right away is that in a past life, Marky Mark was uh, played by Dylan O'Brien, who Then died in 1985. And it it should actually take place in about 1970, because that's when Mark Wahlberg's actually born. Like he's a 50-year-old man, and he's playing (laughs) someone who's supposed to be coded as closer to 30. The entire movie. And that that's the most unbelievable part for me.
1: Yeah, I mean, real life Mark Mark Wahlberg in 1985, uh, he was committing hate crimes against Asians on the streets of Boston. Yes, yes. (laughs) Really
0: doing the Lord's work uh the entire time you know
1: just like a blinding vietnamese man with acid (laughs) like just (laughs) <laughs> like just yeah like like uh reminded me of in the the uh, king arthur movie the Carl calling 37 year old charlie Hunnam boy yes it yes. was like yeah he's like a mark Wahlberg is like interviewing for an entry-level management position
0: yes like, oh yeah. that, that's right the, in the movie yeah. uh, and that was the bizarre thing like i could not tell what was exactly going on because he's interviewing for this restaurant job and i don't know if he's interviewing to be like the main manager of the restaurant or even like a server at the restaurant Because <laughs> yeah. it, 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 it makes no fucking sense whatsoever uh to, to explain like how the logic i guess of this movie works our main character uh is played by mark Wahlberg. Who He, uh, of course, has a history of mental health issues, and uh, he then tries to find, like, basic service work level jobs. He's not able to get it. And so instead, then he decides to become a blacksmith and forge (laughs) an ancient samurai sword because he has those raw materials (laughs) in a fucking smithing shop readily available to him. Like, I, I mean... I'm not sure, like, what the 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 <laughs> politics behind allowing schizophrenic people to like make swords is necessarily, but like, it seems like he p- could probably have like a pretty niche career doing that exclusively.
1: Yeah, like they they have him like this premise where uh, it, like. Of course, narrated in just this incredibly cheesy voiceover, being like, "I need, I need to get a job to uh, afford my meds so I can survive." But and then all he has access to an entire like blacksmithing shop and the ability to fold steel seven hundred times to make this like (laughs) uh, this like unheard of, uh, like like uh, ridiculously sharp like blade. Like he basically reinvented how to make Damascus steel. Yes, (laughs)
0: like.
1: <laughs> in like, and he, and he, and one scene behind that he's like he being like how am I gonna pay rent
0: <laughs> like- it's insane to me because like there's a world where it's just like go compete on forged and fire bro like you'll be fine <laughs> like yes it will cut fantastic you'll, you'll become a cult favorite
1: that that, that fucking interview scene too like yeah like 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 you said it was very confusing about it made it seem like they were interviewing him yeah for some like management position within the restaurant but and it but if it was like a corporate boardroom. With, like, a bunch of people in suits, like, sitting in on the interview, and then the guy, like, plays this, like, twisted uh, psychological game with him where he plays him hot and cold and then eventually just shits on him to his face, and, like, yeah, I get, like, I I do commiserate with, with characters when they do this being like, oh, he has these real economic incentives, like, he needs to afford his meds, he needs to afford rent, he's having a tough time getting a job because of his uh, past uh, record and his, um, his mental health history. But if you're going to do that, like you got to have it make fucking uh, at least a little bit of sense.
0: Absolutely. You can't, you know, just for example, have him be a guy who seemingly knows everything has all the skills in the world, but can't land a basic job because he was schizophrenic three years ago. Like, I understand that America is a hellhole world. That certainly does exist. But if you're able to have this instant recall from all of your infinite lives to become a walking Wikipedia, that is not going to put you in the, like, I'm just a regular working tough, going through the struggles like everyone else. Like, he is closer to fucking Liam Neeson than he is to a grocery bag boy.
1: Yeah, and it just it just makes no sense that he would be moonlighting uh forging swords and then being legitimately worried about am i gonna get this like restaurant hoster job
0: oh i hope <laughs> i would love that if he was just applying to be a host it's him and like 16 year old high school sophomores just gossiping <laughs> the entire time <laughs>
1: oh my god yeah and uh yeah and like he goes and tries to, like, sell the sword to this sketchy drug guy. He's sketchiest course.
0: drug dealer. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, just- I legitimately <laughs> thought that that drug dealer, like, the twist was going to be that, like, it was a sting operation. Mm. Like, because it just was like, oh, like, you look like J- the a wannabe knockoff of the James Franco character from Spring Breakers. Like, that <laughs> yeah. looks like who they wanted.
1: Yeah, that would have made more sense than how he was actually, like, recruited by... What turns out to like it, it? was the bad guys who originally recruited him, right? The nihilist. I was I was having Listen, some man, trouble, you know, f- following this this thing. L- but, I'm not, I'm not going to yeah.
0: again. I know you were on your phone during it as well. You should have been. Everyone should be on your phones during this. I'm going to help break something down here. There's 300 of the believers, the good guys. Two hundred and something of which have been <laughs> m- microchipped by the main bad guy on the nihilist side, right? So it's the nihilist, and that's like two hundred of those people. We do not see <laughs> one goddamn nihilist beyond Chiwetel Echiofor whatsoever. Like we 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 just don't. It's him, and then a couple of henchmen who are not nihilists. Apparently, they're just servants of him be- from his fucking estate. Like it's it, it's just just insanity to me, how little they did to actually build up what the threat was, because it ultimately is a goddamn two hour Easter egg hunt the entire time. Like that's the the reason the bad guy is wanting Marky Mark is that, hey, in a past life, you were the leader of all of these good guys. And you have these mental blocks now. And uh, I have to try and reawaken you. because I have to figure out where you in a past life hid an object. Which
1: the 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 fucking the fucking uh, world-ending MacGuffin technology? It's literally called the egg. Yeah, they like that's what it's fucking called, and it it it's basically like. Does the the Thanos snap? It does. It disintegrates people. Yeah, it's basically like like the like the bio bomb from Artemis Fowl. <laughs> I, uh, I when that scene
0: was taking place, you know, it was an African American child and the African American mom who you see turning to dust. And I legitimately was like, "That's a guy from Boston." What if he was like, "Yeah, I thought you said this thing was a bad thing." What happened here? Oh,
1: God. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Mark Wahlberg in 1985. Um, yeah, I don't see the problem. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like we're like we're thrown into the action at the beginning with like that that car chase. Scene oh my god, right, at, right out the gate. The, the car Just... chase scene, and I'm I'm gonna <laughs> yeah. go down. And,
0: and this is probably my most controversial opinion of the episode is that. That car chase, the opening probably 10 minutes of the movie is full blown dumb guy action movie mode. Like, that's the Olympus has fallen and equalizer films director that I thought we were going to get the whole movie. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's a blatant ripoff of Fast and Furious and Mission Impossible, but we get to see like some crazy action gags that are out of like a Hong Kong movie, like him using a car wheel to launch bricks back at, at yeah. cops. Like, that's fucking dope. I love that. Yeah. And then the second Mark Wall Bergh hits. Uh, and, and like we <laughs> s- fall onto his face. It all goes to a screeching halt. And oh my God, I just hate it. I hate it so much. I hate him as an actor. I know Pain and Gain is a good movie. I don't like that movie because of Mark Wahlberg. I like it because of Bay <laughs> and of what Dwayne yeah. Johnson is able to do. You know, oh my God, Dwayne Johnson's character. <laughs> like, like, Mark Wahlberg <laughs> is good in The Fighter and he's good in The Departed. And maybe in, uh, what's that Philadelphia Eagles movie, Invincible? Yeah, yeah. basically, when he's playing like Boston slash Philly working class toughs, like playing himself, yeah, because he can't act exactly.
1: And and like that, I mean, that 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 car chase scene, yeah, I I agree with you. I think it was the best sequence of the movie. It actually had a little bit of panache and to to the to the uh, to the action, and I just love like in, in, in the middle of it, they dropped this like rap song. (laughs) <laughs> Which was probably made for the movie. It literally, it, 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 it sounded like a fucking artifact from like the mid aughts. It even, it even had like a knockoff, like Sean Paul on the hook. It was like, yeah, It like I just, I just started laughing out loud just because of like, like how perfectly, like it, it, it was like they, they took a, a, uh, everything about a action franchise from like the, er, like the late 90s, early like early aughts, froze it in amber, transported it to now and just like un- un- unleashed it as if it's like an original concept.
0: It, it really. <laughs> oh, my God. I hadn't thought about the Transporter franchise in so long until you told me this. I would take Jason Statham over Mark Wahlberg any day. Like that oh my god uh it, it would it would just be a much better movie. Like uh, and maybe like a simple fix for this movie would have been Mark Wahlberg be the guy who is like the head honcho and leader of everything who dies in 1985 and then Dylan O'Brien who's closer in age that he should be is the the guy who's up and coming and then learning everything. Yeah. Like would would that fix it a, a little bit at least cuz I mean I just couldn't get over the fact that it's like, I'm a young guy. I'm just up and coming. I don't know how the world works. It's like, Dude, you are fucking 50 years old and you look at motherfucker. Like no amount of uh, uh, hanging upside down crunches is going to get rid of the wrinkles in your forehead with that dumb yeah, fucking like, haircut.
1: Like, Particularly the way it was lighted. It was this very like... Uh, this gray lighting that made it so you could see like every crag in his face, mm-hmm. like the bags under his eyes, the the the, the uh, wrinkle creases, like it, it almost like it was shot in a way in a way that made it go like go out of its way to make him not look like 30, make him look his actual age as opposed to the 35 year old. He was supposed to be
0: it, it, shot in the same way that, uh, at the beginning of Dewey Cox when uh, <laughs> he's still playing a teenager and he's obviously a 45 year old man. Like that's how it's shot at least like that's how ridiculous and off putting it is. Cause everyone else, uh, in this peer group is around like 30, and so it's just, uh, uh, man, it uh, really kind of was reminding me of like, oh, so he's the rich guy of the group, huh? Like, if you saw that friend group walking around, that's at least what you would be thinking here. Um, but yeah, so so uh, I, I'm sorry to focus back on the plot. So after <laughs> Chico's south of the drug deal, he then escapes with a samurai sword, climbs up a wall, and then has like a hallucination and falls. On top of a car where then he's arrested (laughs) and then he's put into like an interrogation room instead of uh, a a hospital bed, uh, which is exactly where he would go. And then I don't know, because he's a guy with a history of mental problems and a goddamn samurai sword, he would probably go to an institution and then have that. Uh, style of interrogation take place, right? It wouldn't be a regular police station that he gets dragged to.
1: Yeah. And I, I loved how in that scene, like with the, um, the, the guy comes in and starts fight, like, um, uh, doing basically like Russian roulette and trying to force him to remember by by uh, putting a bullet in a gun, like twirling the the um, the chamber or whatever, and then and then and then shooting him. And, and Marky Mark's like, "What? You can't do this. This is a police station. As if like people have never been abused in soundproof interrogation rooms." Hey, in hey, hey! Again, station. that's him
0: playing his Boston guy. Okay, yeah, like, this could never happen. Yeah, we're like one degree away from him being like I have a back the blue bumper sticker what's wrong <laughs> what could happen there are heroes <laughs> uh, but yeah so so the villain his name is Bankhurst uh, and just a phenomenal villain role just chewing all the scenery all around yeah, he, he places like five objects in front of him. And he's like, these are from your past lives. And it sounds insane. But yeah, pick something up. Tell me what you remember. And it's not until the very last one that he picks up a sling. And then it, we have a bizarre flashback uh, that gave me some major ghost in the shell vibes where we find out that he's an ancient Aztec or Mayan warrior. At least he was <laughs> in one of his past lives, in addition to being a Japanese blacksmith. Uh, just, just some really insane shit.
1: Yeah, like, throughout this thing, they just drop the most, like, blatant and obvious uh, historical, like, references. Like, they reference like, the Battle of Marathon, they reference like, the Second Punic War, they reference like, Da Vinci cutting up bodies. Like, it's just like a, a cliff notes of like, some some dumb guy who's listened to like, one hardcore history episode. Oh my god, just, that's like, exactly right. <laughs> right? Like, it's just like, running through like, the, the the greatest hits of like the uh, like, like the uh, Western uh, canon of, of uh, historical mythology, just no, no effort whatsoever.
0: (laughs) And, And you know, they're doing that so that way then they can have it be as appealing as they can to their 14 year old base. Like this movie should have been like a $20 million budgeted hard R film. And instead it probably is closer to like 80 million or 60 million. And it's uh, PG thirteen because they want those sweet sweet streaming dollars. Or I'm sorry, Ugh, they want yeah. the the sweet sweet real money dollars. And then when you know society collapsed for a little bit, uh, they then switched it over to streaming. And then no one's watching it on their their forgotten site. So whatever.
1: Yeah, if you're gonna do this style of movie, you got to give us some blood and guts. Yep. You can't do you can't do the sanitized PG thirteen action. Like literally, just just go watch Wanted if if you want. A movie like this yeah like it's, no pun intended go watch wanted yeah, yeah. like <laughs> it'll, it'll give it'll give you some actual cool stunts and and uh blood and guts or which this even movie the old does. guard
0: you know uh, it's on netflix i didn't especially like it i know a lot of people who do though and you know that it will scratch your itch of eternal war lord type beings who you know fuck shit up for a while so you know congratulations go do that it also has like a Harry Potter villain in there so uh people will be happy I don't know um so uh right right before Mark Wahlberg dies though a car crashes into the police station <laughs> that's uh, uh, uh and the driver of the vehicle is Lancelot from the Kingsman movies that actress I don't remember her name but that that's uh who she is and the car is branded with like the infinites uh, logo on it like it's on the front of the car the back of the car the back of the car has like reincarnated on the license plate and oh my god <laughs> just, it's fucking miserable um and then uh he's able to escape with her being followed of course by the villain bankhurst uh barkhurst whatever the fuck his name is i don't care but then he's transported to another infinite branded jet where then uh he's taken to the secret base in the mountains because of course there's a secret base in the goddamn mountains and has the most generic name of all of the hub oh great Jesus. yeah it, it, it's a great movie Griff. that that we decided to watch you know it, it's not at all falling apart right now
1: you you would have thought that they would have uh if you're going for maximum uh like promotional tie-ins you would have them driving uh infinities for the for the cars. Oh my god, right? that would make so
0: much sense, but no. <laughs> <Right>? like,
1: <laughs> yeah, like uh, yeah, p- pony up for uh, a a car brand that is very similar to the name of your movie, at least. But I, I just love like when when the um uh Lancelot uh, crashes through the the police station wall. All of a sudden, um, uh, Bankhurst is like outside. And that's where he gets in the the truck that he then chases them through. They they drive through a police station, which I I actually like them driving through the having a car chase through a police station, just fucking up like like room after room. I'm telling of like you, police it works. Bureaucracy. I mean, they're yeah. they're
0: also shamelessly stealing from Fast Five in a lot of what they were doing yeah. there. But hey, it yeah. works, you know? Car chase through a police station. And wouldn't you know it? You can fit a goddamn armored truck through the hallways of a of a prison holding <laughs> center. So great. Yeah, absolutely. Um yeah, yeah, it, it it's just bizarre to me that that whole sequence because there's no blood, there's no gore, there's no explosion. There's a lot of awful, awful CGI. So that way then when they do fly away in the jet and they do land at the hub, we're probably at about the 40 minute mark when we get another massive exposition dump where uh the, the leader of the hub, whatever her name is, explains what the villain wants and how he wants the world to end. It's almost a goddamn word-for-word retelling of the initial narration that happened at the beginning. They're like, Yeah, okay, we understand you've probably not been paying attention or that, you know, everything got muddled really fucking quickly. So let's recenter this. Let's have a have have it happen again here um mark Wahlberg. you were the leader before that you were an asian guy before that you were a russian guy before that you were an aztec guy you've had a whole bunch of infinite lives uh villain wants to kill the world though we don't really know why then the mcu snap scene um and again i know we mentioned about how it's pg-13 the best example of that comes from this line holy shit that felt freaking real like couldn't even get an <laughs> F bomb just right there. It actually,
1: I remember they did drop one F bomb, and it was when he was uh, he was shown. Um, uh, Marky Mark was shown the the guy submersed in water in the tank, he's like, holy like that's a fucking dead guy or whatever. Like <laughs> Yeah, so they, they got their one F bomb in there, but it was it was used very poorly. Yeah. Like PG 13, you gotta use that F bomb like street you gotta you gotta make it iconic. <laughs> yeah. you, know? you only get one. Don't waste it.
0: <laughs> yeah, because uh, that's the other thing that the hub is also a host to is all of the infinites apparently when they die their bodies get stored there. And, like, some, like, weird fluid that, you know, they can uh, experiment on the bodies later on. Or, you know, probably have sex with it. You could have sex with your old body is uh, what I assume some of the darker elements are up to or wanting. Um, so uh, Bathurst, Heathen then is uh, trying to figure out where... Uh, our hero went off to and so he interrogates toby jones and then that's where we get the waterboarding him with honey uh like oh yeah you did this at marathon blah 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 and uh i mean it's, it's just a meme worthy monologue scene i know we used to have an old uh section where it's like the most meme worthy blah 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 uh, but man, like I, I, I wrote down this monologue here uh, just so that way then we can really appreciate the fervor uh, with which that this writing took place. Uh, if you wouldn't mind, I would like to read from the Holy Scripture grift. Is that oh, okay? go off. Okay.
1: <clears throat> yeah, my, my pleasure.
0: <laughs> People with their idiot grins, their infuriating pleasantries, their need for approval, their attempts to be loved and validated. They are walking, talking obituaries on the back page of a dying newspaper, at the bottom of a birdcage, in the corner of a filthy living room <laughs> of a hoarder cat lady. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like literally the only inspired moment from the strip yes uh, he would make a great like, joker
0: yes <laughs>
1: uh, yeah we we need we need black Joker yeah. like, like
0: <laughs> the villain's point basically is that humans exist in a society and he's so bored yeah. and he's so tired of it all and then Toby Jones just with the the best response he can possibly <laughs> give of blah 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 <laughs> faith <Yeah. laughs> it's just.
1: yeah like it's like like great reaction to what i mean it it was it was it was some good uh hammy writing there but basically boiled down to like i hate small talk this much yeah like
0: like and i mean it's these two actors that are punching way above their weight class compared to the rest of the movie like i would love to see stuff about those two just over and over you know them dueling and all of that, but uh, instead uh Toby Jones of course gets shot with the soul stealing bullet gun thing that uh it, it gets it gets really weird, I guess because you know we we can we uh I guess we can talk about that now uh would, would that be a good uh time or or do you want to talk about yeah, that later yeah, uh, yeah about reincarnation baby and how that works in this fucking movie because
1: yeah there I mean Right off right off the uh, bat, the whole believers versus nihilists, um that was a huge huge red flag for the sort of uh uh you know, Catholic Christian oh, yeah. narrative that's going on here. Because that's the, a the,
0: fundamental understanding of what nihilism is, right? The desire to end the world completely through incredibly violent means.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And like you know the the whole uh, like like dualist versus materialist uh, viewpoints, where it's like, oh, is there like that that divide between is there something more than just the the tangible world? Is is there another world? Like, are 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 people are are do you go to another place after you exit this one? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, those those were you know right out the gate, there's red flags for the sort of narrative that's that's going on here. And there's some. Um, like, the whole reincarnation thing, it definitely uh, looked like a lot of anti-abortion propaganda oh, yeah, as well. Yeah,
0: because uh, uh. l- l- let's mention that whereas most of the uh, other infinites, that when they die, they are able to access their past lives and memories around the time puberty hits, they're kind of like uh, mental X-Men, I guess, in that way. Uh, they, they get triggered in some fashion, um, whereas the main villain guy, he is uh, born or, or given sentience from the moment he's conceived in the womb. So, you know, life begins at conception, y'all. Let, let's remember that. Thank you. This message has just been brought to you by Catholic Charities Incorporated.
1: And and they they literally like have the graphic of the fetus with like a simulated heartbeat yep, in yep. there where you can see where you can see it pulsing. So It, it was when that scene explicit, hit Griffith you know? that I
0: was like, "Man, this this movie is going to be played at so many fucking church camps this summer." Like, yep. it, like yep. a lot of seventh graders are about to get approval to watch this huddle together in a gym uh while this plays <laughs> <laughs> on the projector. Like uh, uh God, it, it's it's not gonna be good. Um, so the the idea though that, that Bathurst has is that he uh wants to exterminate all life on earth because if there's no life, no one can get reincarnated. Only we haven't seen anyone get reincarnated back into like a bird or a bird get reincarnated into a human. It's all been human to human. And then specifically the characters aren't even uh, reborn into anything other than the gender they're assigned at birth. And even like the tropes yeah. associated with that, like Mark Wahlberg has always been kind of handsome, tough guys. And then um that his, his quote unquote sidekick, the Lancelot chick uh her and then her, her, Uh, boyfriend, husband, whatever you want to call it, that forever couple, they've always been hetero (laughs) couples throughout all of time, which like, that is just the most chud brain right wing way of looking at it, of Oh, they have to, it's a boy and a girl. They're in love with each other. So they're a boy and a girl forever. It's not like, well, what if they're both girls sometimes? Or what if they're both boys? Or, you know, what if someone, for example, is trans, but then is always constantly being born back into a male body, even though, uh, you know, they're female, it it just, et cetera, et cetera. Just, uh you know, the, there's no thought about the greater what ifs that could happen. And I would expect that to occur in a movie that's about goddamn reincarnation. But oh, well.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, like, we're not we're not expecting them to be thinking that deeply about things like even like when they show what Mark Wahlberg's like ancient Mayan warrior look like. <laughs> it's literally like a a. Uh, Central American or like like South American Central like native, but with Mark Wahlberg's features. Yep, like it yep. literally looked exactly like him. And and you know I'm I'm gonna
0: spoiler warning for the end of the movie because I'm sure y'all definitely care about that. But when he is reincarnated again <laughs> into an Asian kid, I'm like that is the most Mark Wahlberg looking Asian motherfucker in the world. Yeah. I seriously wonder yeah. if they deep faked a little bit to make the features <laughs> match. <laughs>
1: He got he got reincarnated into the person that Mark Wahlberg in real life would, would, would <laughs> attack on the on the streets when he when uh the, when he emigrated from Indonesia. See, maybe <laughs> that
0: could work that you're reincarnated as whoever you committed hate crimes against. Yes, you know. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh god yeah we're making a much better
0: Uh, movie here you know Uh, uh, and also something that's more true to what the concept of reincarnation is because that's the other thing like they're so afraid to be called the religious movie even though they're very clearly a religious movie they don't want to say that the villain is upset because he is then not able to go to heaven because he's constantly born back into the world he wants to die and go to heaven so he can be with god that's like his whole motivation he wants to see the face of god as he says repeatedly in the movie and they don't want to like show that religious zealotry and fervor because they want to make it be palatable to everyone 14-year-old edgelords lords and also the conservative christian church camps that exist
1: yeah i mean like that actually could be an interesting metaphysical question like if you keep getting reincarnated as people but you're aware that you're sort of trapped in this in 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 this uh earthly coil and you can't escape like there's that's an actual like interesting um existential like crisis but it's like it's it's definitely not expanded upon whatsoever and like yeah it's it's just very very uh um uh, uh one note and uh traditional and yeah it's like you know you 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 sort of forget you know we're all on twitter it's it's pride month there's a lot of uh, a lot of corporate uh gender and sex propaganda out there these days but <laughs> this is a good reminder that you know the old traditional styles of uh living their their um corporate propaganda vehicles are still going well and strong and
0: that and no better streaming service embodies that than paramount plus cuz <laughs> <laughs> that's what it is paramount plus the most diversity you get is that sometimes you're an asian guy yeah. <laughs> but you're a guy Ugh. god damn it we're not gonna flip any of this bullshit around um yeah so uh let's see they they're trying to like uh re-instill like the memories uh into his head and it's not working so the infinites then go and uh they do like a mission to go see uh jason Manzukis who plays the artisan, who uh, he's introduced as this character who has had infinite lives and therefore infinite opportunities for debauchery. You're like, whoa, Like, I wonder what fucked up shit this guy's gonna be up into. Like, what raunchiness is gonna be happening. And then, like, all he's doing is cadaver research while wearing eye makeup. Like, that yeah. is <laughs> it, yeah. it's the most PG-13 version of, like, what's happening here? Oh, oh, great. And sometimes he plays the electric good guitar like <laughs> yeah, they, <laughs>
1: they, they even have him say i reject the gender labeling when getting called a dude and it's like it's like it's it's so funny because like, like I mean, we've been talking about the obvious conservative bent of the of the um, of the worldview to this that's thing. The debauchery, but, actually. Yeah, is that's it? that's the. De- <laughs> yeah. Is that is non-binary?
0: <laughs> Look at this sick freak. he yeah.
1: that- still he still looks and like looks and and you know identifies pretty much as as a man and he presents as that, but he rejects the
0: gender labeling, and that's <laughs> that's a fucking sicko. <laughs> <laughs> it's just uh, again uh in all of these roles, uh, I guess I, I don't want to keep comparing it to other franchises because I feel like that's the lowest form of movie review is to say, just do what this other film franchise did. But this movie copies from all the franchises. So you yeah. copied the wrong one is my point. Jason Manzukas in the John Wick franchise is the blueprint for how you can make Jason Manzukas work in an action film. Like have him be the number two, have him be the main bad guys, number two guy. Like that's how you could get them to play off of each other. Jesus Christ. And instead, no, like he, he's kind of either this, like this weird quasi neutral party that exists, which, you know, would be interesting because that would imply that the basic setup that they have of the believers and the nihilists, that there is then a third faction that doesn't really care one way or the other. And so maybe things are more complicated. I don't know. We're not going to get a sequel to this awful, awful movie, so probably not worth thinking about too much.
1: Yeah, like these days, you can't even do direct to DVD sequels if it comes out on streaming. It's like, (laughs) what are you gonna like, like you like what another direct to streaming? No, that's just a sequel.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But how will they know it's worse? Oh, they'll know. They'll know. Don't worry. Um, So yeah, uh, in order to try and. you know, just revitalize the memories to, to bring him back. Uh, he goes into like the, uh, Mark Wahlberg rather, he goes into a captain America tube, you know, from captain America, the first (laughs) Avenger. And then they just drown him to death, which like, I don't know, couldn't they kind of like do a flatliner's thing, you know, just stop his heart for like three minutes and then bring him back. Like wouldn't that have served the same function? Like I don't get yeah, like why they, they had uh, to drown him to death.
1: Had no idea what was going on there, and then they when when he flatlined, they're like, "Get him out! Get him out!" And then as I I don't know if it was just me, but like as the. They they started uh you know like they they broke the seal and the water was pouring out and the water level started to go down. You could see him moving. Yeah. Like
0: yeah. Like
1: <laughs> he, uh, like dude, you're supposed to be dead. Like why? <laughs> and then they're like they're like pounding on his chest to try to revive him, and it's like dude, I I ju- I just saw you move. Yeah, you're like, fine. <laughs> you're fine. <laughs> yeah.
0: Playing possum is actually one of uh, his old tricks that he does in the book. He doesn't actually (laughs) reincarnate. He just gets real still for a while until people move on. Um, Apparently it works, you know, like, wow, he's back. The leader of the infinites is back, but he doesn't act any differently. Grift. He acts exactly the same goddamn way, even though he's now Treadway and not Mark Wahlberg uh, anymore. Supposedly, it is because Mark Wahlberg cannot act. Like I, I, that, that is what I am trying to pound onto the pavement here. Like the hero's journey, our protagonist's main thing, this entire film towards self actualization has consisted of upside down crunches, some fight training, and then basically aqua therapy. Like those are the creative limits of the imagination of this goddamn brain trust. And I am, I am beyond frustrated with, with what this project was. (laughs)
1: Uh, this this movie is too dumb to even like shoehorn in a Joseph Campbell quote. No, because like it, it it doesn't understand the the concept of the paradigm to begin with. We,
0: <laughs> like, that, that's freshman college, not freshman high school. There's a big difference. <laughs> yeah, like, that's what they're going for. I mean, like. If, in case anyone's wondering, like, well, who wrote this piece of shit? Well, like, it's two nobodies. They adapted it from a book. The most interesting thing about this book is that it was hard to find a literary agent. So the author, in like the first page, like instead of dedicating it to someone, said, "Hey, if you give this to a Hollywood agent and it gets made into a movie, you get ten percent of whatever I get from this." And so then some random like assistant director's assistant assistant found this book in a hostel in Nepal. And then that's uh, what, what uh, ended up leading to this movie getting made.
1: I, I'm just thinking now of like a really shitty like Indiana Jones parody where like it, he he uh, is is searching for the for the uh, manuscript in Nepal. There there's a barroom brawl. He the the a uh, Hollywood assistant gets the book cover like branded into his hand.
0: And then... <laughs> a much 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 better movie, I think, is how this film probably would have gone about getting made than anything else my god um let's see oh oh of course of course i'm sorry i forget like the the big dumb reveal that's like well where is the egg huh you're now treadway what's happening where's the egg the egg was inside us all along yeah that isn't that you know a, a fantastic little message that apparently even though they store all of the fucking bodies even though there is evidence that the bodies get fucking experimented on and dissected no one checked to do a scan of Treadway's body. Treadway, the person who is like so cool and so powerful and so advanced, he has like mild superpowers that can control the energy of the environment around him. Nope, they didn't check to see if maybe he had anything Unique on the inside, fucking bullshit grift.
1: Damn, I didn't expect uh, conservative Christian Marky Mark to be so heavy-handed with the trans propaganda. uh, There's an egg inside everyone, (laughs) ready to crack. (laughs) Gee, gee,
0: like uh, little, little, little subversion there. Seems sus. (laughs) Seems sus. (laughs) Wahlberg. (laughs) You have another man's egg inside you. I don't (laughs) know. Jesus. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> uh, so they they're like, oh my God, we have to get back to the hub. We have to go get the egg. But guess what? The villain has been spying on them the whole time, so he steals the egg. And then instead of, you know, like starting the egg there, he decides to go back to his estate in Scotland and then start the egg <laughs> just uh, the stupidest logic because the third act of the movie i guess has to happen.
1: Oh god, the f- the fucking fight in the woods.
0: Okay. The the telltale sign that the movie is bad <laughs> is if the third act happens in the woods for 70% or more. Like that is my new theory. That is my new barometer. Like you cannot be a good movie if this happens. I will wait to be proven wrong. But my fucking God, it just looked like they were on some paintball range and they were like, (laughs) okay, well, uh, let's see. Film some action going on right now.
1: Yeah, it literally look look like the woods behind my high school where a gym class would play capture the flag. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, uh, yeah, like, so, to so just test out this theory, just do you have any uh, movies off the top of your head that like fall f- like fall into this pattern? Yeah, one that came to the top of my head was the second Guy Ritchie Sherlock Holmes movie. Oh my god, like, you're right. Where they're where they're like running through the woods and they just inexplicably decide to unleash some like heavy artillery on like just shooting through the trees at them it's like yeah the 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 best way to stop a small group of people running on the ground is with a fucking like like massive mortar round
0: Okay, that's a good one. Um, what about the Hunger Games? I hated the Hunger Games movies. Do those count? You know, th- those are in the woods. You know, it, it could yeah, work. yeah. There's um,
1: a, you know, but I, it, it is following the book format a bit, and there, you know, so fine. Like, Star Wars: yeah, Return of yeah.
0: the Jedi. The fucking Ewoks. Boom, I hate boom, that. There shit.
1: it is. Yeah, yeah. That's where. Yeah, <laughs> George Lucas was was the seminal figure for the for the the the, the fight in the woods trope. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get like an an entry on on TV tropes yeah no, but-
0: <laughs> thankfully for us for us you know that, that that's i guess all i could want here i mean it just felt so uninspired and like uh, there, there's an action set piece that happens later on so let, let me kind of speed up to it here because uh walberg and then lancelot they invade the estate lancelot finds the room with all the chips of all the infinites and decides to blow the building up thereby freeing all the souls to be able to get reincarnated again We don't get any, like, touching whatsoever on, like, what sort of cosmic horror that would be to be trapped onto basically a USB drive as your soul. like (laughs) Or, like, what that process was, you know? That, That seems infinitely more terrifying to me than, oh, he has something that could, like, destroy the world. Like, okay, well, you know. There's a lot of things that could end the world, theoretically.
1: Yeah, I mean, ha- having your consciousness trapped on a USB stick—that that's that's what cosmic horror means. Cosmic horror uh, is is not um, every single middle schooler um, repeating the same uh, Chappelle show bit. <laughs> 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 uh, that's
0: that's
1: that's one for the Twitter folks.
0: <laughs> there are a couple of incredibly <laughs> online people that are like, "Why is he making a reference to seven days ago?" Come on now. It's the recording delay. I'm sorry. I can only do the editing so fast. It's very timely when Griff said it right now. Um, My God. It it just seems like um, uh, there's, again, no focus on the things that seem like they would be actually important or intriguing in this movie. Like, For example, when Mark Wahlberg rides a motorcycle with a samurai sword strapped onto his back off of a cliff and then lands on a plane's wing, I felt nothing inside. I was so bored and I was so done with this movie. I have no idea how they can fuck that up for me.
1: Well, it was... Okay, if you're gonna do that type of stunt, you know, we've obviously seen it over and over again in the Fast and Furious movies, but they, they have that certain over the top style to them and they have the budget to actually pull it off with CGI because this, this was probably the worst moment of, of special effects in the thing. It, it just looked incredibly fake. And if you're gonna do stunts like that, it either has to be incredible CGI or someone like Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible actually doing a real stunt like that. That's
0: right. Like, if, you, if you this was a real can't stunt movie. You go this
1: middle path. Yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. my God. I, I'm sorry. I'm thinking about, like, yeah, if Tom Cruise was in this, he would have sold the hell out of it. Not only because he actually was the last samurai, so it would make sense with the sword, but, you know, like, he would be willing to stand on the fucking plane.
1: Yeah, he, he would have he would have actually done like he would have actually jumped off of a cliff onto a plane's wing that was flying by. It, it, it like, would have been
0: glorious. He would have also probably died. And this would have been an awful movie for him to die doing. <laughs> but, you know, uh, good for him, I suppose. Uh, I it, it just again, you know, like it. So they they uh, have this fight inside the plane uh, with Bathurst, and then they're able to disable the egg bomb. And, so, and I had the thought that occurred, because in order for Mark Wahlberg to get inside the plane, he then is able to stand up, and he's using his superpowers of controlling the energy around him, which Bathurst witnesses and he sees. And if, if Bathurst's whole motivation is, oh, my God, there's nothing else left for me. I've learned everything I can learn. I'm just tired of people finding out that you can actually develop superpowers would be like the next step of what he would want to focus on. Like that would be the thing that he decides to devote his life to. Like he doesn't need to see God. He can focus on becoming one instead. And there's no exploration of that whatsoever.
1: You could have gotten into some uh, Mormon propaganda. You know, you, you when you
0: die, you you, you become God. Like it, <laughs> hey, 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 we, we don't want to offend that market. I'm, I, it's a growing demographic because they have like fucking 15 <laughs> kids each in every family, you know. Uh,
1: so many potential gigolo market shares. <laughs>
0: Yeah. I mean, it it just seems like that's another cool idea that you could have focused on. Are you going to? Absolutely not. What are we going to do instead? Well, we're going to have this plane crash into the ocean and they're all going to die. So uh, that marks the second time Mark Mark was able to prevent a plane from crashing into something if you include 9-11. So good job. Good job on him. Uh, and his ridiculous <laughs> claims, uh, and then we get a time jump of fifteen years into the future, and uh, what do you know? They're all east slash west slash south, even Asian actors. After that, like yay! Again, it 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 just made no fucking sense to me
1: yeah uh, Mark, uh he's he's obviously trying to atone for his his past crimes he
0: really is working yeah. through something with this, yeah like,
1: yeah it's yeah he, he's he's stopping asian hate and honestly uh, <laughs> you, know, so you, you gotta respect it that was
0: last month they couldn't even get it on the right month <laughs> <laughs> no come on it's it's ongoing you
1: you you see the media panopticon like roll out a new story every month like oh uh kim's convenience actually. It was racist. <laughs> like, yep. Yeah, the, uh, the, the, uh, you know, uh, woke neoliberal, uh, media industrial complex, it, it is f- forever eating its own children.
0: <laughs> yeah. It just, oh, my God. I was so happy when this movie was over. And then, you know, uh, then I realized, like, how long was this thing? It was only an hour and 46 minutes, Grift.
1: Can you imagine if this was, like, every other action movie these days and it was, like, two and a half <laughs> no, hours? No. Like, how much of a punishing experience that
0: would be? <laughs> They'd be like, see? Look, the plot makes a lot more sense. No, it fucking doesn't. It absolutely does not. It's still just as broken. God damn. An awful movie. An awful movie. And, uh wow. Yeah. I, I wish I had more to say on it other than just, uh, I hate it. I didn't enjoy it. Uh, no one really saw it. So I don't think, uh, Mark Wahlberg's reputation is going to get hurt that much because of this, you know, people are going to be like, Oh, he was in what? Oh, I'll have to see that. It's on Paramount plus. Uh, I guess, uh, I I'm not going to see it and then they'll move on. It's, it's bizarre.
1: Yeah. Let, let you know, as the top, uh, Uh, viewed piece of media related to the movie Infinite. Let this be a warning to anyone who is thinking about showing this to your uh, summer church group. Uh, Do do not watch this piece of shit.
0: (laughs) I I, I mean, it was an issue for me because I was like, well, what movie are we going to talk about this week? And I was like, well, we can do Infinite or we can do In the Heights. And fuck me if I'm going to review that movie.
1: (laughs) I'm... Well, I'm not. I'm not gonna play Lin Manuel Miranda's twisted game. I, like, the only the only way to win is, is not to play.
0: <laughs> uh, he'll he'll get us eventually. I'm sure at some point it'll be like Hamilton Four. This time it's personal or some bullshit like that. <laughs> um, yeah,
1: like uh, yeah, Mecca Hamilton versus Robo Burr or something.
0: <laughs> see, suddenly I'm right back in. I'd be okay with that. All right. Oh God. Uh so w- <laughs> now we're in kind of the the last like the section here the review of uh, how many trash cans? Scale of one to four. Grift. What are you giving this movie?
1: You know, all my fucks are out the window. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna break the fucking rules. Uh, five trash cans. I, I, I don't, I don't care about this arbitrary rating scale. I will, I will do the work and bring five trash cans out to the curb. I will go purchase another trash can. I, like, I, it, it just, I, I, need to, like, you know, throw that up as a totem to how shitty this thing was and just like how much I fucking hated
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's bizarre to me because like This, uh, my scale, you know, I'm not going to break it. Uh, I'm not as creative as you. I gave it four out of four trash cans. I certainly didn't like it because like in Infinite's past life, if you will, it was like a late 90s action movie that definitely was played on weekday afternoons on TNT in the early 2000s before TNT became like supernatural and only supernatural on daytime afternoon TVs. Um, Like it was absolutely garbage from top to bottom. But more importantly, um, do you remember that 2018 Predator movie that came out, Grift? Uh,. I, uh, it, it wasn't the one where they went to the predator plan. No, no, that's predators. Yeah.
1: Predators. Yeah. No, I I saw that one, but no, I did not. I did not see the, the 2018. Okay.
0: Well, in that one, the, the premise of that movie was that autistic people are actually the next step in evolution. Oh, and so that's why the predator is trying to kidnap this autistic child and, um, I think that's kind of the same vibe I was getting from this movie about schizophrenic people, because we haven't really talked about the implications on mental health here about how like, oh, yeah, you should stop taking your meds because maybe you're a superhero. (laughs) (laughs) Like, That's a very dangerous message to be giving someone who I don't know could be an impressionable 14 year old, a 14 year old Mark Wahlberg who just carved look inside into his chest, for example. (laughs) Like, it, it seems like that's some real playing with fire, at least in my opinion.
1: No, you're not neurodivergent. You're an infant. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that that I think we'll go ahead and do it for this uh, actual episode. Now we can get to plugs here. Feels so weird not having a guest, but don't worry, uh, that's going to be coming down the pipeline next week. Uh, in the meantime, what is going on in the shop, Grift? Uh, I just got to keep plugging
1: all the collabs that are coming this summer. Like I got, you know, just um, that collab with uh, JJ Demon coming up. Uh, I'm. Eagerly awaiting his album release, uh, Cole. Whenever he gets around to publishing his article, we're going to drop the uh, collab. You know, I, he's 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 been doing a lot of buck breaking posting, so I, I, he's he's having so much fun with that <laughs> that I'm not going to bug him. Um, you know, I got collabs with uh, with Fed posts, with shitty Christians, with um, MK Ultra money, women posting L's. We got we got so much good stuff coming, and uh, yeah, it's gonna be a it's gonna be the summer of grift here.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think that that's. Uh, again, a lot of fun stuff to look forward to, uh, on the podcast side of things, go ahead and follow us on Twitter and letterbox trying to make the presence be a little bit more familiar on letterbox. I'm starting to get the hang of things a little bit, starting to come across some amazing accounts on there. So it's fun to see what people's opinions of things are. Uh, also, uh, be sure that you follow us on Spotify because Spotify is actually usable. And, uh, if you can't, to try and navigate, try and also find us on iTunes. Leave us a five-star review there. And uh yeah, I think that that will satiate the streaming gods, the the podcasting gods. Uh we haven't groomed any seventeen year olds that I know of, so oh, I feel like we're not real podcasters, but uh we we can try. Oh, no. We can oh, try.
1: No. Oh uh, someone someone's gonna get very mad at me. <laughs> 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 for 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 even for, for even making making a joke about that. <laughs> on, I will make on... the jokes.
0: I will read the cue okay. cards, Grift. Uh It's fine. It's fine.
1: Uh, But, 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 grift, grift, you're associated with them.
0: (laughs) (laughs) How dare you? Uh, it's, it's a great time to be alive. What, what a wonderful experience (laughs) it is online. Um, I guess before I accidentally cancel docs or do some bizarre combo of that to myself, I'm going to go ahead and get out of here. So let's get ready to say goodbye. Peace. Deuces.